the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I mean, green is good. I like green. it's it's so warm out, and I'm all excited because I just bought a winter coat. Except you're not going to wear it for a no, while. No, not for any near future. And I right. just got a nice insulated cup for home. Yeah. You know, it keeps my cold drinks very cold, right. which is what I always go for. And it's green. It's a, and I look at it, and I think that's a nice color. It's a nice color. I like it. Who doesn't like green? I like it very much. I think there's a personality profile, like a color wheel profile, right? Green is outside to me. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. plants, it's mm. trees, it's everything. And Nature. so I thought that would, when I was purchasing the cup a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know what? It's going to be cold. I should embrace the outside yeah. in some way. Is it like, uh, what, what are those? It's, no. It's not, not one like, of those. Oh, no. Not one of those cups. No. It's a little, it's just, it's like, it would be maybe two cups of coffee or maybe one and a half that big. Mm. But I like to, you know, drink my super cold things out of it. Do you have too many mugs? We have too many mugs. We had to get rid of a lot of oh, mugs we when mugs. we did our first floor. I'm telling you, John, yeah. I bet half of our mugs mm, went out. Whenever you go like to a, a yard sale or something. Everybody has a mug. Everybody. There's too many mugs in the world. Yeah. Mugs and t-shirts. Yeah. Right? I mean, how many, how much coffee can you people drink? Yeah. <laughs> right. But you go somewhere, you know, you get a favorite mug. Don't you? Look, here's my favorite mug. Yeah. You use that all the time. I do. This is my favorite mug. I mean. Yeah. There we go. I like a mug sometimes. I mean, during the summer. Who cares about this? Why am I talking about what I do in the summer and how I drink it? Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, welcome to the show. 50,000 watts. I have, there we go. Exactly. Yeah, 50,000 watts of green all, mug talk. I hope all you listeners are excited that I've prioritized mm-hmm. your needs above mm-hmm. my own stupid story. Hey, speaking of listeners. <laughs> Cross the Salem if you'd network. Like, if you'd like to see the uh, Halloween pictures from yesterday, they're posted on social oh, media. Oh, yeah. Again, more, <laughs> more stupid stuff. Oh, I mean, that's really Us stupid. Us mugging. Mm-hmm. Who wants yeah. to see that? But for some reason, it's just a big hit every year. I don't so know. I'm happy know. to do it. We've uh, we perfected the art of, of Halloween photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar, yeah. isn't it? Right, really and listen, is. when Gary was taking him yesterday, he could not have been less invested no, n- in the process. No, no, no. He was like, um, yeah. get me out yeah. And here's here. a guy who loves a good photograph Except, as except well. yesterday, he was no. like, I'd like to distance myself yeah. from this experience. It was like Ansel Adams at the photo booth. <laughs> yeah, kind of like trying to... Take pictures at a kid's party. It's like, you can't get a good photograph of this. That is awesome. That is great. All right, enough of this. Uh, There's a big wide world out there. Yeah, there is. Included. And Chase Claypool's a Chicago Bear. Mm, I like that. It's a good trade. He's gone. Listen, to me, he was just a whiner. Well, yeah, he. Look, that's how I feel about it. He caught the ball. Not much. Not enough. Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. Weirdly unusual for the Steelers to make a trade. I love it. Mid-season. I'm super. I think it's a great thing for a a second-round draft pick. I mean, that's the the least you can do. 
considering the state yes, of the Steelers. Exactly. Right? The very least. I don't know. Did that send shockwaves to the Steeler Nation? It certainly gave me some hope for the future. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's a low bar again with the green mug. Anyway, without further ado, the, the world continues to spin, Kath, right? Yeah, there's a lot today, John. Right? Green mug update. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, it's November 1st. Hey, I like it. 2022. I like a November 1st Great. day, don't you? I'm, I'm glad you do. It's 11-1-22. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Number one. Iran's currency dropped to its lowest value against the dollar today after weeks of nationwide unrest roiling the country. A stalemate in negotiations to revive Tehran's nuclear deal with world powers has also weighed heavily on the real. The demonstrations have swept the country, morphing into one of the boldest challenges to the ruling cleric since the 1979 Iranian Revolution. Um, security forces have killed 270 people and arrested some 14,000. Those poor people. That's incredible, it's isn't it? Horrible. It's incredible. But it's, it's exciting at the same time. Well, can you imagine if they would topple that? I, I, that's it's, a tall I, order. Listen, but would it, it be? Would it be? I think it's 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 an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Iran nuclear deal has been teetering toward collapse since talks stalled months ago. Mm-hmm. The White House uh, has been facing growing pressure to scuttle the deal altogether. Scuttle. Number two, as Israelis go to the ballot box for the fifth time in less than four years, these parliamentary system. What is I? I mean, ours isn't perfect. People but they're look pretty at our shaky. system and think that we're crazy. But I got I'm looking back uh, and saying, too. what are you doing? Between the Brits. The Israelis. Big turnout figures, though. Uh, electorate still sounds like it's very engaged. They're deciding on whether Netanyahu should return to power, choosing between his right-wing bloc and the governing alliance of right-wing, left-wing, centrist parties led by uh, Yair Lapid. Uh, and the only thing those three groups like about each other is the fact that they all hate Netanyahu. Mm. So we'll kind of see how that, because of course Netanyahu currently standing trial on corruption charges and his fitness for office remains a central question of Israeli politics. I'm rooting for Yair Lapid. I just want to say his name a lot. Yeah, exactly. Number three, former President Barack Obama coming to Pittsburgh this weekend Hmm. to hold a rally for John Fetterman. Details not yet released, except it will be Saturday sometime. During the same day, Obama, Fetterman, Biden and Josh Shapiro will be rallying together in Philadelphia. Um, his rally, and by his rally, I mean Obama's rally in Pittsburgh, will be the first time um, he's held one in the Steel City for several years, which tells you how important they think well, Pennsylvania is. You know things is. are tight when President Obama shows up, right? Yes. Here he comes. And number four, a weird animal story, but hey, a wonderful one. one from CBSNews.com today mm-hmm. about the Bejanar family. The Bejanars fled from their home in Ukraine in July due to the war, leaving everything they had behind. They left their business behind, their home, even their pets, which devastated their 10-year-old daughter, Agnesa. Family members accepted those animals into their homes in other parts of Ukraine. The Bejanars moved to Bulgaria, finally settled in the U.S., but Agnes, the 10-year-old, despondent, saying, quote, I want to go back home. My animals are there. My cat is there. And that's your top four at four. You want to hear hear the rest of the story? Yeah, what the heck? Are you (laughs) leaving me hanging like that? The cat made its way. Things happened very well for the Bejanars. They were settled in California by an organization called UkraineTakeShelter.com. They were welcomed by a family there who reaches out to refugees. And listen to this. The community in Cloverdale met the family, these Ukrainians, at the airport 
drove them to their new home, which volunteers had completely furnished for them wow. from top to bottom. Beds so for every person in their family, kitchenware, utensils, plates, everything. The only thing missing? The cat. The cat. So... The flight attendant who flew with them from Romania remembered the family and knew people who worked for an animal rescue. So she contacted someone from the rescue who was already in Europe on vacation. And this woman, this random woman, volunteered to tack on some extra travel. She picked up the cat wow. in Ukraine and brought him all the way to California. Listen to this. She went from Ukraine to Bucharest to Greece, from Greece to Montreal, Montreal to Seattle, from Seattle to San Francisco, and to meet the family there. This time, the Bejinars, the family... The family went to the airport to welcome the cat like the community had done for them with signs saying, welcome home, Arsenai, which was the cat. And there the cat was. Oh, my gosh. They let listen to this. So great. They left so many things, everything they had behind. But in California, they said they've gained a family. The family said, this was the dad, we are surrounded by such good people here. Fabulous. What a great story. Can you believe it? CBSnews.com. Read the whole it. thing. I mean, you hear bad news often, but you know. I know. So people many can people do wonderful like things. That's really great. Terry Tim's with us. We're going to talk about Mark 4, 21 and 33, Seeds of the Kingdom. That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. You've all helped build MyPillow and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down to as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. 
Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. As believers, we're to be grateful always in all circumstances. Sometimes, though, we focus too much on what we lack. Well, the book, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, is written to help us adjust our perspective. It's full of practical tips for establishing a routine of gratitude. You'll learn how to appreciate God's goodness, even through disappointment. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show. He is the uh, senior pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, I'm sorry, the senior pastor. What'd you call him? I called him the senior pastor. Oh, good. He's the only pastor. I mean, I'm an old guy. Right. Oh, so senior pastor, senior pastor. is it your job description? It's your age? It's yeah. how long you've been doing it? Well, I just kind of think whenever I... I think you're actually older than I am, John, aren't you? I, I probably am. Right. <laughs> you're, but, you're the but you know what? Of the ride home. When I say someone's a senior pastor, I think, oh, there must be a staff of like five pastors, but that's not the case. That's why. That's why I laugh. Right. A... That's not the case at, at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. No, it's not. You're the you're the guy, which is very good. <laughs> it's very good. You are the guy because you're a good one. All right. Today, uh, you're going to talk to us about uh, Mark and the uh, the seeds. Yes. And we're going to read about it first. Is that okay. all right? Can we read this? Sure. Okay. Very good. Hey, let me just let me just say something before you read it. Yeah. yeah. Mark's gospel is fascinating on so many different levels. But one thing I want to highlight here today is that, you know, I don't know about your Bible, John, but we have these red letter Bibles that have the words of Jesus in in red. Mm -hmm. When you flip through the pages in Mark's gospel, you don't see a whole lot of red letters. Mm -hmm. It's a story about Jesus, about his life, his ministry, but there's very few sections where you just see red Jesus speaking. But Mark 4 is one of the places where it's mostly red letters, which tells me really pay attention here. So let me, I wanted to preface your reading. Good. I'll take it. Excellent. With that. Good. Okay. Let's start with this. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And he said, with what we can compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. 
It is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in the shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus. Terry, what's it all mean? What's the kingdom of God like? Jesus, in one sense, he basically had one message. And Mark, at the beginning of Mark's gospel, said Jesus came proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. And if you look through Mark's gospel, Jesus over and over and over again, through his deeds and through his words, he wanted people to know about the kingdom of God. I, I once had a seminary professor, and, and he, he told us a trick of how he got through seminary. He said, I, I wrote one paper in seminary. What? And he said, I just learned how to massage it for different classes. Oh, okay. if, it, if it was an ethics class, I, I, I spun it around ethics. If it was pastoral care. And, and that's kind of what Jesus does. He's, he's, he's got this message about the kingdom of God. And in these texts, I love that he, he says the kingdom of God is like a seed. Something small but something small that can have a big impact in the world. I think this is a message that particularly Christians in America in the 21st century, we really need to pay attention. Jesus uses that phrase, if anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Listen carefully to what you say. We need to pay attention. Because I think quite often in, in our culture, we think, first of all, we overplay our own role in bringing the kingdom to mm -hmm. the world. Yes. And we think the kingdom is going to come in this big, grandiose kind of way. And Jesus says, that's not what the kingdom is like. So th this first parable, there's an interesting phrase. Jesus, Jesus says, it's like a man who goes out, he sows seed into the ground, and, and then he doesn't do much, if anything at all. He sleeps, he gets up, but Jesus says, all by itself, the soil produces grain. It's a, it's a fascinating word in, 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 in the Greek, in the original language here. It's the word autonomos, autonomos. Isn't that interesting? Like automatically, it grows. Now, certainly there are things that farmers can do to maybe help cultivate a crop. But ultimately, there's this mysterious thing that happens when that seed is hidden by the soil. And Jesus is saying that that seed has a power in and of itself. Do we trust the power of God's kingdom? Do we actually believe that there's something so life-giving to the, the things of the kingdom that, that God will cause the kingdom to come? That God will be the one that brings more of heaven to earth? Mm -hmm. Yes, we can cooperate, it, cooperate with it, but, but we can't make it happen. All, I like to call this the all-by-itself principle. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I need to break in here, Terry, because this is where we can take, it's kind of a fork in the road. So if if we believe that that's what Jesus is saying, then we can either say, okay, so uh, all of our cries and yearnings for social justice, we don't have to do anything to cause that to happen. We don't have to be a part of any, you know, uh, any movement. We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to act in a certain way or be a certain way because he's going to handle that. Right. So that because if if we can't bring about the kingdom of God, then do we not do anything? You know what I mean? That's where you're either full. Bo- it seems like you can either take the full bore side or you can take on the, the do nothing side. It's it's the tension. I'm glad you brought that up. Jesus doesn't say we we don't have any role because I, I think Jesus is actually suggesting that we're like we're like the one who scatters seed. We're the men and women who place seed in the ground through our words and through our actions, we, we, in a sense, plant the kingdom, but we can't grow the kingdom. We can, we can start things up. We can catalyze things, but we've got to trust that God is the one who's ultimately going to bring it to fruition. Seeds are intended to grow. Seeds are intended to bring about fruit. What Jesus talks about kind of this life cycle, the stalk, the head, the full kernel, grain is ripe, it ultimately is harvest. So I, so we we have a role to play, but again, as I said earlier, we, we can't overplay our hand. And I think that's part of the problem that we see in, in, in the church right now is that we think left to our own devices, we're going to make the kingdom happen. We can nurture it. We can pray for it. We can support it. But ultimately, you know, this, do, do I trust the power of the seed, which is the, the kingdom seed? So plant, do our part. But ultimately, do I do I trust God? Yeah. And I, I take it in some way, Terry, as, as an optimistic feel in that the mustard seed is so tiny and when it gets placed in there, like you said, uh, automatically, something happens to it. And from something so tiny, something incredible happens so so large, right? So there is this transformation that takes place. We're sowing the seeds. We think our actions really don't matter. But every little tiny thing we do has the ability to turn into something massive. And I love this image of the tree, right? Jesus uses, he said, the seed turns into a tree and the birds of the air find a place of shelter. That's actually an Old Testament reference from Ezekiel 17, which really talks about the nations of the world are the birds. Like all the tribes, all the tongues are going to find a place of rest and shelter in God's kingdom. But it starts from something small the mustard seed. The other thing I would say, uh, just briefly, Jesus chooses a mustard seed, I think with, with great purpose, because have you ever, have you ever, you know, played with mustard seeds? (laughs) Right. I mean, what the, the chefs talk about when you break open a mustard seed, it is a pungent aroma. And part of Jesus using this image, I think he's saying, 
Jesus's version of the kingdom is actually going to be repugnant to those who don't buy into God's version of the kingdom. The religious leaders, the political leaders of Jesus's day, Jesus came proclaiming a different kind of kingdom than they had envisioned, and it was offensive to them. And and Jesus's message is still offensive today. It's a mustard seed. Like if you cultivate it, like there's nothing, I, I used this illustration. I was in Chicago last week. There's nothing like a Chicago hot dog hmm. with mustard on it. Like you don't put ketchup on a mustard in Chicago, a hot dog. You put mustard on it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's really fine. So like a mustard seed can produce something that's fragrant and delicious, but left to its own devices, it can also be pungent and, and repulsive. And Jesus is saying, that's what's going to happen. If we actually live as mustard seed kind of people, some people are going to get it. But other people who have a, a different narrative of what power and kingdoms look like, they're, they're going to push back. And we saw that that happened to Jesus in Jesus's day. And it's still happening in the church today as well. Hmm. In some ways, is it a cautionary tale? Uh, when you when you, I hear you say this, is this a cautionary tale about ego that we think that we are bigger than we are and we don't necessarily have to be? Yeah, I, I you know, somebody once said we we are we profess our faith in God, but then we live as if it all depends on us, mm-hmm. right? And so we're we're professing Christians, but we're practicing agnostics or atheists. Like we we live it out like it's all me. And Kath, as as you kind of talked about, it's this synergy of trusting in the work of God and knowing knowing our place, mm-hmm. not overextending ourselves. A friend of mine likes to says we need to learn how to stay in our swim lane. Right. Yeah, like right. stay stay in the in the in the, the place that God has, has called us to. And again, it's this it's this divine human synergy, but the emphasis is always on on the divine, God doing God's part. God is always faithful. The only question is whether whether we'll be faithful to do our part. That's good. So it's kinda like we we should be glad that we're elves. We're not Santa. Like, you know, <laughs> We're part of the we're part of the thing, I never but we're not we're way. not that thing. I, I'm gonna have to have to roll that. It's image November first, you guys. I'm thinking part. ahead. Right. Jerry Tim's gonna stay with us. Stick around. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. You've all helped build MyPillow and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. 
The bed sheets are marked down to as low as $29.98. And believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas 724-443-0700. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight with patchy fog late. Expect a nighttime low of 48. That fog will continue into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, expect periods of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 64. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 45. Mostly sunny and mild Thursday. We'll reach a high Thursday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Terry Jim's with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about uh, the mustard seed, mm-hmm. and uh, th- this parlays into, in many ways, segues into uh, what today is. Today yeah. is on the Christian calendar what's known as All Saints Day. Right. Uh, I always thought, it w- I mean, it, it's it's not a coincidence that Halloween is the day before All Saints Day. Um, but in thinking about it, I saw this piece from uh, that Esau Macaulay wrote in the New York Times a couple of days ago, Terry. And, you know, like all of his pieces, it's very thought provoking. But let me tell you something that he writes. He said he's talking about his kids and how uh, difficult it is for them to pick out their Halloween costume because they need to pick out somebody, some hero that they're really psyched about. But depending on the news that comes, maybe a hero that they were excited about a year ago they find that they're not as excited about now. Maybe something came out about, you know, uh, a sports figure's personal life, or maybe the movie that they were interested in last year has kind of fallen out of favor. Whatever it is, things tend to fade. So Esau writes this. He says, remembering the saints feels especially vital in this time of fallen heroes. One doesn't have to look too far to find a story of a religious leader, a politician, a musician, or an athlete whose life contradicts his or her publicly stated values. We fall in love with their music, with their athletic ability, with their speaking acumen, 
only to find out later that they are cruel or abusive or hateful. And like kids on Halloween, we shuffle from failed hero to failed hero, looking for a treat only to be given a trick. But he goes on to say, hope, though, is the fuel of resistance. Hope can be inspired by the example of those who came before us. And that is why we need the saints. And so he goes on to talk about different people who've been saints. And I'm not talking about in the Catholic sense, you know, those those that have been approved. The saints among us. Right. But the saints among us or the saints in his own family Mm -hmm. or being a man of color. He talks about, you know, the stories that his parents told him about what it was like in Birmingham um, in the 60s and the people that stood up and made a difference so that when he came along at the end of the 60s and was born, then he could understand that there was hope for his future. Um, And then he talks about different different heroes of the faith and, you know, on and on and on. But boy, I thought that on All Saints Day, that gave me a different way to look at things. We are so cynical now for good reason, because these iPads or phones or computers or TVs, all we get is information about people. And we find out stuff that we never wanted to know about people we thought we liked. Well, what about the story we hear today about a saint of MLK? Oh, my gosh. That story about Julia Roberts. Did you hear this? Terry? I did not hear Where do you hear this? Today. Okay, so there's an interview with Julia Roberts. She's got a new movie out. And someone says, is this true? Here's the story. Julia Roberts' mother and father, they ran a, a small theater school. They were making a lot of money. In Atlanta. Right. Uh, MLK's kids attended this theater school. And, and the reason they attended that school is because being kids of color, they they couldn't find a theater school that would take them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Julia Roberts' parents said, well, we'll take you. Come on in. Anyway, Julia's parents ended up becoming pregnant with Julia, except that they were so poor running this little theater school <laughs> that they couldn't pay for the hospital bill when Julia was born. Who paid for it? MLK. And his wife. Isn't that a great That's story? That's a crazy story. I mean, two figures. I mean... Uh, and there it is. And it's, it's just something to kind of go, what? How could that even be? How, how can that even be real? But that's an inspiring story. Yeah. Right? Of somebody who reached out and said, you took our kids. We he always loved that about you. He wasn't doing it for fame you. or anything. Right. He was just a guy covering somebody's medical bills who just later on, you know, there he he's become something else. And, of course, she's a Hollywood starlet. And so these worlds collide. Right. So, Terry, from your perspective, talk about that. I mean, your reaction and Saints no, it's, it's a great story, and and I love I love Esau Macaulay and, and his his writing. This idea that we have these big saints, these capital S saints, right? right? Uh, There's Mother Teresa, and, all that. And and I think it's great to have these these heroes, so to speak, of the faith that have been acknowledged by the church. But there are everyday saints among us. You know that you see them, and actually, we are all. We are called by God to to be saints. We are saints just simply means set apart, holy people. And and the reality is, is that wrapped up inside of me and in you and in every listener, there is this fusion of sainthood and sinner. Mm. Right? There's no such thing as a perfect person. Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa, was not a perfect human. Right. Uh David, King David, a man known after being after God's heart, clay feet, right? But for me on All Saints Day, the encouragement is like, what does saintly behavior look like? How do I manifest that in terms of my love of God and love of neighbor? 
And those those kinds of choices, you talked earlier in the early segment about that fork in the road. What am I going to choose? Am I going to choose behavior that that is modeled after godly men and women who have set the course for me? Or am I going to follow the devices of my own heart? And it's 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 a constant, you know, choice. And I I hope someday that people say, hey, Terry was a godly man. He 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 sought to live out the ways of Christ in his life, not perfectly, but to the best of uh, there was a teacher who used always use this phrase to the best of our ability and in full dependence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There's that synergy again. Mm-hmm. How do how do I put my shoulders to the work, but trusting in the spirit of God? So I, I, I love that. And, you know, maybe maybe today around people's dinner tables, you know, name some of the saints that are among us, like family members, teachers, pastors, friends, neighbors, who manifest the the goodness of God in our life. I'm into that. Very good. Yeah. Well, happy All Saints Day to you, Terry. Yeah. And Terry, tell us about Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Yeah, we're actually doing a, a study right now through the Gospel of Mark. I love, it's been so much fun just kind of going through this Gospel, uh, you know, chapter by chapter. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Crown Plaza Hotel on Fort Koch Road in Upper St. Clair, right across the street from South Hills Village. So we'd love to have you join us. If, if any of you are in, in the South Hills area looking for a church to connect to, love love to meet you on a Sunday morning sometime. Yeah. And Terry, you do good work. I mean, you're, you're so interesting in that, of course, there's Sunday, but throughout the week, you meet, you teach, you engage, you're with men and women all the time, kind of stirring things up in a real positive way. That's that's my call. Uh, I, I I I like to use the image again of the the dirt, the soil. Get my hands dirty, dig up a few things, cultivate, uh, and, and and then walk away and and see what God does. Hmm. Very good. We love that about you, Terry. Christ Community Church of the South Hills. That's Terry Tim. Thank you, Terry. Always a pleasure. God be with you. You too. Take a quick break. Come back. Guilt tipping. Guilt- you do that. You succumb, don't you? I can tell you do. You shouldn't do that. 101.5 WORD. He was adopted out of difficult circumstances into a large, loving family, and later he adopted two children of his own. On the next Focus on the Family, Ryan Bomberger will promote the adoption option, explaining why more of us should explore adoption from foster care. It's an encouraging program next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. 
So don't miss this chance. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-S-H-A-R-E-55. 833-SHARE-55. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird-sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. Okay, so you go to like Chipotle mm-hmm. or, you know, where? I mean, just some kind of fast food place or somebody makes a sandwich for you and you start to pay. Right. And this little screen pops up. Right. Would and, you... and it says 20% tip. 25% tip. 15% tip. Does it, does it start, 15... at, thir- does no, it start it at 20 now? It starts at 20. Okay. tip, 15% tip, 10% tip, and at the bottom, no tip. tip. (laughs) Now, okay, it depends on... I'm not doing it. Listen, it's well documented all this time I've talked about this. Mm -hmm. I was a bartender and a waiter for many years. Right. You hump. If you're good at that job, you work Mm -hmm. to provide good service. Right. Somebody making a sandwich for me and putting it in front of me, that's not... Di- Why am I tipping that person? I'm not doing it. Okay. Are you doing it? I'm you, not... No, you like, get guilted into it? No, listen. I got to be honest with you. I'm not doing it. Now, well, I... People do do it. I, I'm sure that... I think when this thing first... I'm sorry. When I, this thing first started... During the pandemic. Or maybe before the pandemic. I think it, I first saw it. And, and you know what? Not to, There's not a hard rule here. I have done it. Especially during during the height of the pandemic, hey, thanks for showing up, man. Right, exactly. I'm thrilled that you know. Thank that you for you're this. Here. I'm thrilled to go out and get a sandwich, so I'm happy to pay that twenty percent. Right, but not now. No, this is so. I went into a market, um, like a grocery store, like a small market, like a small market. Okay, like the kind of market where you go in and you know I might buy some. I don't know. I might buy some, yes, or I might buy some homemade granola Mm, or something like that, okay? So this is not a giant eagle. Um, It's also not something where I sat down and someone came to wait on me. Oh, so it's like a mom and pop boutique market. Exactly. I bet I was in there 
40 seconds. Seriously. I went in. I knew exactly what I wanted to get. It's a place I've been to before. I went in. I grabbed the thing I wanted to get. I grabbed the second thing I wanted to get. And I was the only, uh, there were a bunch of people in there, but there I didn't have to wait. You were checking out. And I went up and they gave me the tip thing. Now, I thought to myself. Wait, I'm just in here buying something. I haven't even. I mean, I barely exhaled. And now the question is whether I'm going to tip. So I just thought there's just no way. But then you feel like a jerk. I did feel like a jerk, but <laughs> the feeling of being a jerk did not override my decision to not tip. Do you think that's what that's based upon, though? Yes. That will mess with you emotionally? Yes. I don't want to think that. Well, that's exactly what else do you think it is? Maybe that they're thinking, you know, I'm not making, I mean, uh, oh, in the debate last week, the Fetterman-Oz debate, it came out Pennsylvania's um, minimum wage is seven and a quarter. Now, come on. That's crazy. Now, if you're making seven and a quarter, yeah, I want to tip you. I, how many people are making seven and a quarter in, in today's market? Well, the whole idea of a, think? the whole idea of a minimum wage is that that's a job that you get, and then you get another job after that. Right. I mean, the minimum wage is, was never supposed to be a living wage no, of for anybody. Not, but some, some people have made it into that. Okay, but, but okay. That, so wait, Gary, are you tipping? Are you are you a guilt tipper? I don't go to stores. Usually, <laughs> so it, I haven't run into that. I do tip at Starbucks. Um, Starbucks. Not every time at the drive-through, I will do that. But I know yeah. they split the tips at the end of the day amongst the baristas. And see, in some ways, I don't have a problem at like well, doing my, it at Starbucks. Both my kids were baristas at one point, right? So, right, because at Starbucks, someone's making a special order for you. Yeah. Right and doing it at a higher level. But I don't know way. what they make. I... Not much, probably. They're not making seven twenty-five, but they're also not right. making fifteen. Now they get health insurance. Do they? But see, yeah. you at what you described, you where it says no tip at the bottom. You have yeah. to actively push that button, right? Right. You have which to... makes you feel guilt. Guilty. It does. Just yeah. hitting it. Yeah. Okay. So what in what would make you tip? What, what's Good your service. threshold? Yeah, always. Excellence. If someone smiles at me, engages me, sees me for a second, and I see them, and we share a little moment, yeah, I mean, that's right, as opposed to no one who just could care less about, you know, our your presence there. Right. It's all about Okay, and I know, and I have eaten out with both of you enough <laughs> over the years to know that you're good tippers it's not like if you got good service you would not want to reward it no right you know what i mean i'm happy to do that but at the same time you know, i don't want to be a jerk but i don't want to dilute good work and just hand out 20 percent to everybody because that's stupid so this is a corporate then the decision percent means nothing to right. the person who's really doing a good job yeah but it's a corporate decision, and I'm, I'm sure in boardrooms in corporate America, when they consider this, they go, well, look, let's reward our workers by tacking on an extra guilt fee for those who are you know, willing to do this. We're not going to pay you a decent enough wage, but we'll just tack it on to somebody else. Well, that you're assuming a lot of things there. You what do you mean you I'm assuming that? Because well, you don't know that that's what, what's happened. Well, it had to be a corporate decision. What, the well, worker, it well, wasn't the worker's okay, decision. Okay, but if it's this little market, it's not a corporate decision. It's the but, powers that be who own the little market. Well, yeah, that's true, but that doesn't mean that they're that because they're putting that out there, therefore they're paying a lousy fee to the people who are working there. You're getting a bonus because you're not making enough. I don't know. We could ask listeners to tip you. 
<laughs> if you get a good show. You know what? How about if, the tip if. how about the tip jar for those who invest themselves in holidays like Halloween, John? No, no. How about people who get a tip like uh, you go to Giant Eagle, uh, I would never. You go to Giant Eagle on a holiday? Yeah. Those poor people, they oh deserve gosh. a tip. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right? For sure. Anybody's working a yes. holiday, you got oh my I'm going. Have to- you slipped people cash in stores for doing a good job? No. I've done that. You have? Uh-huh. Tell me that story. Well, like I was in uh, I was in um I want to say it was Macy's. What? The top floor in the housewares department about You gave somebody a tip 19, like a cash tip? About 19 years ago. Oh, okay. Now listen, because I lost my daughter. Mm-hmm. She was little, she wandered off, and she wandered off as they do in the hottest of seconds. Like you can't believe sure, you sure. just turn around, gone. She's gone. Anyway, and so this person helped me find her, and I was like, listen, you are so excellent. And she was like, it is not a problem. And I was like, actually, it is. I said, all sure, I have sure. with you, with me is $10, and I'm giving it. She's like, I don't need to be paid to find your daughter. I said, I don't care. Go go get like the greatest cup of coffee you've ever had in your life Okay, you're so awesome. So when you're saying that. I have done that. How about the people who, like, now I don't do this, but I know people do. Who, you go and you order, and then people assemble your food. Like at a grocery store, like Giant Eagle, you, you know, your order, and then there's oh, people like are the packing. curbside delivery. Yeah, yes, I want to tip those people oh, for sure. Heck yeah, I do. Right? How about the? Have you ever had people bring groceries to your house? No. Coming up my hill, right? What? You give them a tip? Of course. Heck yeah, you do. But that, that quick little thing you're describing—that's a whole other story, man. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. What is a warrior at portersville christian school it's more than a team name a warrior is taught to serve to passionately model the love of christ toward neighbor community and world to learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year and to lead through christian character and integrity are you a warrior discover portersville christian school just 15 minutes north of cranberry where warriors are made at ourpcs.org my brother-in-law died suddenly and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home that's why i told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. 
For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. The following is an editorial from Sato Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is General Manager Brad Marshall. We're approaching an incredibly important midterm election on Tuesday, November 8th. If you reside in Pennsylvania's 17th Congressional District, will you join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress? Jeremy recognizes that the country is headed in the wrong direction. The country and our Congress needs a course correction, and Jeremy Schaefer can be part of it. Make your plans today and join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress. Do you ever play cornhole? I mean, rarely, John. Rarely. A picnic, right? Yeah. We have a set. Grad party. Yeah. That sort of thing. my uh, my young, my then young teenage son, he probably was like 13 or so, became a little obsessed with cornhole. So one year we bought him like a, a very nice set. We set it up in the backyard. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Sure. Isn't it? A lot of fun. Now then, you see a, like a year or so later, we're flipping through ESPN. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. It's cornhole tournaments. And like all things, the, the, the pros, the, the cornhole pros... You can make some big money. I had no idea that this was a thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm laughing about it because it's preposterous. I mean, okay, so there's an article in today's uh, Times. Uh, Yes. Upwards of $250,000. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. $250,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, listen to this. And that there was a big controversy a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Cheating scandal. Called Baggate, which sounds extremely serious. Turns out they were playing. Right. And the bags were undersized. Right. And that was the number one ranked team. And maybe a little lighter as well. So there was a little investigation, a quick investigation, as the tournament was going on. It came to a halt. And they discovered, they, the, the authorities, the cornhole authorities, whoever that may, might be, said uh, there was cheating, but it wasn't we don't intentional. Think, we don't think it was intentional. First, it? it was fish. Remember that? Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. And now they're cheating at cornholes. Exactly. If you can, the world is you in. will, right? Yeah, I yes. guess. Yes. I think it's funny, uh, said one commentator, that anyone believed it would be all friendships and rose petals forever in cornholes. <laughs> friendships and rose petals. Now the dirty underbelly is being exposed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen to this. People are doing different things to make their bag mm-hmm. still regulation, but sleeker. Okay, Uh, so some people boil their bags and wash them with vinegar. Others are bringing out sandpaper, hammers, and rubber mallets. Mm -hmm. Nate Voyer, a cornhole professional, prefers to wash his bag with a little fabric softener to let it air dry. How about the guy who runs over his cornhole bag? He lays plywood over his bag and drives his car over it. Which could be cheating because it smashes the what's inside of it. Exactly. So he says that that's that's too Mm -hmm. far over Mm -hmm. the line. Um, Okay. This is the best part, though. Now they're talking about having to have a referee. Yeah. Because now, it's, again, it used to be people drinking beer in the backyard, but now. Right. You know, someone. The CAA, a, the Cornhole Association of America. Mr. <laughs> this is at the end of the Wall Street Journal article. This is a Cornhole professional, Jay Corley from Virginia, once an amateur, 
now competes around his job in licensing at the Virginia Department of Health. Nice. He studies the philosophies of fellow athletes Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter and no longer drinks alcohol when he plays. Quote, I want to take care of my body as a professional athlete. <laughs> I mean, That's what he said. I, mean, I want to take care of my body. There is a very particular skill set. When you see these guys in the competitions, you go, oh, they're like machines. Come on. that is. It's like a little hinge. Your arm is a hinge. That's always the advice. Use your arm as a hinge and stay with that same repetitive motion once you find the target. I feel like that's just taking it a little too seriously. Plus, they have a little wristband so they don't get all sweaty. Oh. Careful out there. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. KLG. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israelis have begun voting for the fifth time in less than four years in a general election that once again is expected to be an Extremely tight race. Already this morning with the polls open a few hours now, I've had the Prime Minister, Yair Lapid, who has cast his own vote and been photographed doing so. He's described this as a choice, he says, between the future and the past. And I think the last part of that referring to Benjamin Netanyahu, who, of course, was Prime Minister for 12 years uh, until last year when he was ousted um, by an ideologically diverse coalition which has been unable to survive. And Mr Netanyahu himself on social media this morning urging his own supporters to get out and vote because this is very likely to be yet another deadlocked election. BBC correspondent Tom Bateman reporting from Jerusalem. This is SRN News. Uncle Ryan, the news. We need a watchdog. A panic room. Because mortgage rates have gotten higher? But the news, Uncle Ryan. It's like the British are coming. Or worse, a birthday catastrophe. I'm sorry. I can't say that word, catastrophe. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, we're going heavy on the jokes to make a point. Mortgage rates are up. And no, it's not optimal for anyone. But there is another reality. Life does go on. Maybe you're ready for your first home, your dream home, or maybe it's time to downsize. Life goes on. Rates have been higher in the past, and good people still need new homes. The point we want to make is... If you buy a new home this year, and you don't use our direct lender advantage, which can often save you monthly and lifelong money, along with us paying $1,000 of your closing costs, you'd be crazier than a watchdog in a panic room. See what we did there? We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a lesson number 1330. That's the Lady Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. 
Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight with patchy fog late. Expect a nighttime low of 48. That fog will continue into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, expect periods of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 64. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 45. Mostly sunny and mild Thursday. We'll reach a high Thursday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. My sister uh, lives on a really good Halloween night street, mm. which is it's super flat, and there's a, like a zillion kids. Don't you love it? Was it super sweet for you last night? It was. All these little kids. Uh, I love the kids <laughs> who are who are so little. They don't have a clue what's going on. Oh, right? my gosh. I right? know. They walk up, and they kind of stand there, and they look so sweet in their little costumes. And the, and you give them some candy, and then the mother always goes, what do you, what do what you do say? You, say? <laughs> <laughs> you either get to, either it's either happy Halloween or thank you. Right. And then they kind of stand. I, I love it so I much. I love it so much. Fabulous. We had a dog that was dressed as Aquaman. <laughs> We had some kid, he had a fat suit on where his hands were like out permanently. And I don't know what, I don't know how you blew that thing up. He was a little boy, but he looked like just gigantic kind of waddling down the street. That is excellent. Lot And and still lots of princesses, a few ballerinas. Sure. um, A lot of superheroes. Yes. You know, kind of the standard kind of thing. Nobody was like, you know, crazy outrageous. Right. Always some Harry Potter Mm -hmm. characters in there. Some kids showed up. Uh, Someone said, "What are you an oil rig?" And he's like, "No, everyone thinks I'm an oil rig. I'm I'm the Tesla light uh, light uh, light stand." So he had like it looked like an oil rig, you know, kind of like crisscross, crisscross. Yeah. And then on top of his head, there was like this explosion of like these little lights coming out of his head. Oh, that's kind of a cute that's idea. Cool. Yeah, but I he, like that. He was annoyed because he got it. He said, "I have to keep on explaining to people what I am." We had you know a little party last night, oh, and right. so I was inside with the revelers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking and such, and my husband was handing out candy. 
Yeah. And he called in. He said, "Hon, you got to come. You got to come out here." And I go out, and there's the tiniest girl. She's maybe four, mm. and she is a dinosaur, and I am a dinosaur. Well, when I walked out, and she had her little green suit on, <laughs> when I walked out in my green suit, it was like the heavens opened. <laughs> she was so excited. Oh, she couldn't believe it. So I, I got down on my knees and I said, tell me what kind of dinosaur you are. And she said she was a T-Rex. And of course, I said I was a Triceratops. And she was like speechless. So every so after that, every time she walked by our house, because we live on the corner, mm. she'd look up and like wave, like <laughs> like super like dinosaur to dinosaur. Deep calls the deep. Ex- <laughs> is that what it is? That's what it was like. <laughs> That's right. It was so funny. Excellent. Good. So we're at my sister's house last night for, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then we go inside. You know, Halloween's over. Uh, my sister, God bless her, she made an apple pie. So we go in and we're having apple pie. And my sister uh, is retired. And she was like, we were talking about, you know, prices of food. And she, she said, she made, she said, you know, before the pandemic, I just used to go shopping. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, always cognizant of what things cost. Now, she said, all of a sudden I'm standing there very, very carefully looking at food prices. Because food prices have gone through the roof. Now, I saw an article today about inflation because here's the thing. Food prices have gone up, but now they're saying, of course, corporations' profits are soaring as well. I mean, you hear this thing about Biden saying he's going to start to tax the oil companies because of their outrageous profits. Well, apparently, the oil companies aren't the only one because – as prices rise, it seems as though a lot of companies are also sort of double dipping in a way, and they've increased their profits as well. So um, for corporate profits in some ways grew more than 20%. Oh, my gosh. Coca-Cola re- reports a 16% <gasps> profit increase from a year earlier, thanks in large to a price increase. Restaurants get more expensive. Chipotle, which said prices by the end of the year would be nearly 15% higher than a year earlier, reported a 257% profit than the quarter of the year before. You're kidding me. No. They're hedging their bets. Hedging their bets how? And the well, prices um, will continue to rise. If inflation is 8% and they're losing 8% from their normal profit, they'll raise their price not to 8%. They'll right. raise it to 12%. Mm-hmm. Because they expect it might go even higher, and they don't cushion. have to change their prices every, you know, every month or whatever. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but that has a lot to do with it, and they're hedging their bets. Okay, hedging well, let me say bets. this: I know who's making a ton of money. Who? Marnie? <laughs> a ton of money. The candy companies, because when I shrinkflation. Opened, okay. The shrinkflation was so marked last night when I opened mm-hmm. our gigantic bag mm-hmm. that I'd purchased for kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So we bought it at Sam's. So it's one of those, you know, combination bags. Things, yeah. So uh, opened it up. I was expecting, you know, the bite size thing. Fun size. The fun size, thank you. Well, the fun size has become molecular. Oh, really? Okay. So, so instead of it being seriously, I'm holding up my fingers here for those of you listening on the radio. Instead of it being what a fun size is normally, what you think three inches long? Here's a fun size right here. Okay. It's a Snickers bar. Okay. They were half exactly half, half of, of that. that. Really? That's what was in the bag. Here's my fun size. Half half of that. So the label still said, you know, the, on the big bag still said fun size. Fun size is not nearly as fun as it used to really? be. No, no, no. Half, half the fun. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm paying more and getting half as much. That's what it was like. I mean, we couldn't believe it. Well, I was towards the end of the night. 
we still had a ton of candy left. I was giving out fistfuls of candy to kids. Yeah. Oh, were you? Because I don't want the, I don't want it around the house. Of course. Of you know, course here not. Are you guys here and kids are like, yeah. Okay, I saw online today. This is this is for the those who like the trick portion of the treating. Someone was making Ferrero Rochers. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With in the gold paper. Oh, the high end candy. Right. Exactly. Except in the candy, they were putting Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> so the, they had the, those poor kids. They had the perfect color. I mean, it looked just like it. They had a little white sticker that went on top, and then there was a Brussels sprout inside. Well, that's it. That is a trick. I'm saying I thought Isn't it was it? funny. I'm not saying funny. everybody should do it. I just wanted to salute the creativity. All right. Tony Turner's with us in a few minutes. There was one church for 1,500 years. Of course, Reformation Day was yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Reformation to Catherine Coleman and beyond. The State of the Church. 101.5 WORD. This week's journey through the Bible takes us to the gory and grisly days, as Dr. McGee calls them, recorded in 2 Kings. Ahab and Jezebel are dead, but their evil legacy continues through their daughter and continues until a revival under the reign of King Josiah. Don't miss a minute of the action. Hop aboard the Bible bus today. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This is Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. On Election Day, Pennsylvania voters will select our new U.S. Senator. John Fetterman, the Democrat candidate, supports the most radical abortion without restriction bill in our history. The Fetterman-endorsed bill will abolish our Pennsylvania parental consent law for minors seeking abortion. If Fetterman is elected, this radical bill could well become law next year. After careful evaluation of the Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz and his positions, the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation PAC strongly endorses Dr. Mehmet Oz for the U.S. Senate. Dr. Oz opposes any taxpayer funding of abortion. Dr. Oz will oppose any attempt to codify Roe v. Wade. Dr. Oz will fight to protect our crisis pregnancy centers. Whether or not you voted for Dr. Oz in the primary, the unborn needs you to vote for him now. Thank you, and God bless you today. Paid for by Patriotic Veterans, Inc., a 501c4 committee not coordinated with any candidate or campaign committee. As believers, we're to be grateful always in all circumstances. Sometimes, though, we focus too much on what we lack. Well, the book, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, is written to help us adjust our perspective. It's full of practical tips for establishing a routine of gratitude. You'll learn how to appreciate God's goodness, even through disappointment. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com. You could sail the Mediterranean with Bible teacher Alistair Begg, August of 2023, stopping at several locations the Apostle Paul visited on his missionary journeys. Together we'll have the opportunity to visit ancient churches, museums, fortresses, and stroll some of the most beautiful avenues in the world. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com or call 855-565-5519. 
Tony Turner's back with us. Tony's a pastor, a counselor, a teacher. You can look for online the Gracism Task Force. Tony, okay, so we were talking yesterday uh, about Reformation Day. And, of course, um, if you know anything about church history, for 1,500 years, the church was one church. Mm-hmm. But then 500 years ago, uh, something took place and the church started to splinter. Something that needed to happen, yeah. I would assert. Yeah. Now, how many, uh, Tony, uh, this is you in many ways, right? I mean, w- we were talking a little earlier of, about Reformation and a, 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 how long ago was that we were talking about, oh, I know, uh, Tom Hall was with us from, from First, First Pres last downtown. week. And Tony, you opined uh, in, a, in a text to us about your experience down at First Pres downtown with Catherine Coleman. And there's a name from the past. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. So, yeah, I remember my mother in her quest for truth. Would, uh, t- I was all over the city. And when I was about three years old, I remember being in a, in the vestibule at uh, First Presbyterian Church. And... I wasn't as tall as a wheelchair, but I remember seeing people get up out of their wheelchairs, really? even in the lobby. Really? Really. At First Press downtown. Okay. At first, uh, and what did you think was happening then? I Well, my mother told me, you know, people were sick and people were getting healed. And so... You know, for them to get up out of the out of the wheelchair was, you know, that was what was supposed to happen. Uh, she there were also some meetings that were held by Catherine Coleman over on the north side someplace. But I was too young to even know that that's, you know, where it was or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but she also dragged me to places like a spiritualist church. Really? And I've been to Baptist churches. I've been to. You know, Church of God. I've been to all kinds of churches, um, and um, it's it's just it's amazing. You know what kind of stuff goes on in in the church. You, you said know. your mother was in the search for truth. Uh huh. Always. That's fascinating. Always. Hmm. What does that mean, Tom? What that means is that. Uh, what did that she, look like? I guess is a better question. Well, what the interesting thing was was that it it would take us to Christian churches. But like I said, a spiritualist church was not necessarily a Christian church, right. even though they would sometimes talk about, you know, uh, they would, of course, talk about God. But I cannot remember a whole lot about Jesus being said, even in the Presbyterian church that I grew up in, uh, which was one of the three black Presbyterian churches in the city at the time. But um, even that, even that experience, I don't remember hearing much about Jesus except for when he was born and when he rose. Hmm. Really? So what were you hearing about instead? Social, social gospel. It was basically, uh, you know, um, the way we live or, you know, our ideas about it. As a matter of fact, well, I was going to say that one of the people was very instrumental in coming up with a certain uh, race theory that is being taught was also in that church. In the same church? Oh, yeah. And I remember, you know, I was as a young girl, you know, looking up to that person because they were an attorney and um, they were very smart and they were called on to do recitations and things Mm -hmm, like that. mm in uh, in the church and I just you know I admired that person very much 
But I think that um, the issue is that for me, church culture, there's two sides of it. One is before Christ and the other is now during Christ. Right. Okay. So one church and then 1500 years ago, I mean, for 1500 years and then 500 years ago, something changed. And then, you know, I I love that, you know, you sort of fold yourself in there, your mother in the search of truth goes to a lot of different churches. She's a Christian woman. But within that, there's all these different fabrics of spiritualism, someone like Catherine Coleman in there as well. Uh, As you said at the time, three black Presbyterian churches in the city, all these different things. And then you sprinkle in, of course, the, the, the myriad thousands of perhaps denominations on top of that. But the one thing... I think the last number that I saw was like about 45,000 different Christian denominations globally. Uh You know, and that, that to me speaks of the fact that the, you know, I I personally believe that there is such a thing as the devil Mm. that (laughs) who comes to kill, steal and destroy. And that his whole thing is about division and, you know, doing whatever he can to make us, fight one another because he is trying to destroy anything in the image of God. Right. And so he fights, uh, he allows us to fight with all these different choices and all these di- different denominations. But the goal is, I think you would agree with this, that we should be striving to be one in Christ. All the other things are beside the point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I, I think I've said it before, God is not trying to make us twins. For example, in, in Ephesians, it talks about the Jew and the Gentile coming together and presenting as one new man. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Christians should become Jews or that Jews should become Christians. But if we can agree on the fact that Jesus' blood was the ultimate sacrifice, that Jesus was God himself poured in flesh because he had not sinned, his uh, his blemished free life was enough for all of us to be uh, to be in relationship with the Father. That's the bottom line right there. Tony Turner's with us. She's a Pittsburgh-based pastor, counselor, and teacher from the Gracism Task Force. Uh, Tony, one of the, you know, I was thinking about the Reformation because we, Reformation Day was yesterday. Um, The East-West Schism that separated the Eastern Orthodox Church from the Roman Catholic Church happened 500 years before that. Um, Every time you look on a street corner and see a Methodist church or a Baptist church or a Presbyterian church, you see that there are all sorts of other schisms. Um, But I like how you're focusing on the positive as opposed to what divides, what unites. And mm-hmm. um, I love to be surprised by God. I love finding Jesus in places that I didn't expect Definitely. or maybe places I had decided he wasn't and then he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, to me, a great joy in going to different denominations, churches and seeing that. And so I wonder, Tony, how you feel about that. Um, how you feel about the fact that you went to a black Presbyterian church. I know you've spent time in white churches. Um, hopefully there are some churches that are both. I mean, what are your feelings on that? So my feeling is basically that we're talking about preference. We're talking about differences in style. Not race. They, uh, but not for me. See, when I when I got saved, I wanted Jesus so badly until... The music didn't matter, but he sent me to a denomination that the music was not necessarily what I was used to, Mm -hmm. but it led me into a deeper relationship with 
the father. And so that was enough for me. You know, I, you all were talking about, you know, listening to different styles the other day. You know, some people like jazz, some people like classical, some people like, you know, uh, a more uh, hip hop sound or somebody else likes, you know, R&B, country and Western. You know, it's for me, I grew up with with exposure to all different styles. And so it's not so much the style of music as it is for me, it is it's the message what is the message saying? You know, is it leading me to look at man or is it leading me to look at God? And so when I first went, got saved and I went into a, a church, the music style was would not necessarily be appealing to a lot of people of color, but I was so hungry for God until it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now, since that time, uh, as you know, I did worship at, at, at Covenant, you know, along with the, the team there for many, many years, you know, and we had a great band, I mean, wonderful music, good harmony, et cetera. And there were some times when it would be far too noisy for me. And so I remember once a friend of mine took me to a Catholic church over on the, on the north side, Catholic, okay, which some people think is not even Christian. I, I'm not arguing that. No. Okay. No. I, where I was, was, I, again, I was so hungry for just the intimate time with God until, you know, I believe him when he says, if you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find me because he's going to stand in a way. He's going to make it happen. And I remember a friend of mine taking me to that church and uh, the presence of God, they didn't even speak English. They didn't even speak English. Okay. And I was like, okay, so I'll just pretend like this is tongues. On the day of Pentecost, all these people heard the gospel in their own language. Hey, I'm just going to tell myself that this Latin is tongues. And the reverence for God, you know, from from kids and, and adults, you know, from the time I walked in. And I'm not saying that's the church you should go to. I believe you should follow God. Okay. But I'm saying the reverence was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. Mm. And and so um, I think if if there are some people, for example, who believe that unless you have been baptized in the name of Jesus only, that you are not saved. If that's what they need, then let them do that. As opposed to what, Tony? Other than Jesus, what would you be baptized in? Well, I believe that when you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that encompasses all. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But they only want that particular name. And and I'm just saying that that's okay. I don't think it matters as much to God as it does to man. Right. The verbiage is beside the point in some ways. Exactly. Just like baptism. If you like when uh, in the Presbyterian church, they did the tincture, you know, in some other churches, they have a tub. Well, Jesus got baptized in the river. I don't think he even cares if you use a water gun to baptize as long as you do it, you know, and, uh, but, but it's not that that saves us. It has a whole nother purpose. And so I like to sit in a church where I can be taught. I like to be, uh, I want to be inspired. I want to be taken to a place where I can at least seek after the mind of God the the you know we all those uh, denominations came about as a result of somebody thinking their idea was better than somebody else's nobody has all the information but god and the scripture says clearly in isaiah 55 that his ways and thoughts are higher than ours well for me repentance which is changing the way you think is always on the table so i want to live a lifestyle of repentance how do i get closer to you mm. 
to this living God? How do I do that? And I believe that if if I go into a synagogue and I'm looking for I'm looking for my God, I'm looking for Jesus, I'm look I believe I can find him. I believe he'll make sure that I find him. Yeah. You know, but if I'm looking for you know, my conscience to be eased or looking for, you know, to some feel good, you know, I might get that. Then again, I might not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but the the scripture says that eternal life is knowing God. Knowing God. And that's what I want to do is I want to know him and I want to be able to enjoy him forever. Amen. Now, I think it's, it, it, as far as style is concerned, a whole lot of people are going to be uh, surprised when you get to heaven, because if you have a particular uh, thing that you say is going to be the best kind of music, I'm looking forward to a new song because that's what it says. And there will be something there from every tribe, nation and tongue. So yeah. we need to start getting used to it now. I love that. That's very yeah, good. That's such a good word, Tony. Excellent. Um, Tony, before you leave us, um, talk about where, if, if someone's thinking, I have never been to a church outside my tradition. I've never mm-hmm. been to a church outside my neighborhood, whatever it is. One last, you know, encouragement to them, how they can maybe get over some anxiety they'd have that they're going to end up, you know, I don't know anybody or I'm, I'm not going to know what's going on or, you know. Are you talking about church shopping or just going to visiting, visit? Mm-hmm. Just going to visit. Yeah. No, I visit every Sunday because the the church that I go to uh, is, in, is in on Saturday nights. And I think if you just grab a, grab a friend, okay, and, and go to a different church, you might feel welcomed and you might not feel welcomed. Okay. But if you go looking for God, that is what you're going to find. And, and it's, I think it's real important. I think people ought to be exchanging pulpits once in a while. I think, that, you know, that there, there needs to be some music teams that, that switch up every now and then. We got to begin to just intentionally break down those walls. If they want to get on the Graces and Task Force page, they can maybe go visit with me some Sunday. Fabulous. That's a great plot. Okay. So talk about the Graces and Task Force page. Where is it? It's on Facebook right now. I'm working on a website mm. finally, and um, I I just really feel like it's it's so important that uh, with that we be intentional. And instead of like, if you go someplace where it seems like there's some racism, don't run away from it. Run into it because that's where that's where the wrinkles can be ironed out. Gracism, really good. Excellent, Tony. Always a pleasure. That's a good word. Thanks so much. We love you. Love you, too. Very Bye-bye. good. Tony Turner, you can find her, as she said, on Facebook under the Gracism Task Force. Maybe someday she'll show up at your church. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be a treat? All right. Take a quick break. Does this make sense? It's coming up next. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free 
free social security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word security to 412-515-3555. That's security to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pos. It's good medicine. He sent me to. Dancing crew, trip for two, nailed the final interview, game with Doug, brand new mug, come here kid, give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. Boosters designed for COVID-19 variants are now available. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster appointment as soon as you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. The PWSA found elevated levels of lead in drinking water in some homes. Lead can cause serious health problems, especially for pregnant women and children aged 6 and younger. Lead is a common metal found in the environment and can get into drinking water through corrosion and older lead service lines, which connect homes to water mains, as well as lead piping or fixtures inside the home. For information about free lead testing and how to protect your family from lead in drinking water, please call PWSA at 412-255-2423 or visit our website. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight with patchy fog late. Expect a nighttime low of 48. That fog will continue into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, expect periods of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 64. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 45. Mostly sunny and mild Thursday will reach a high Thursday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Scan as you go. Scan as you go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Like the grocery store? Yep. Like the self-checkout? Yep. Or the perhaps the one that's on your phone. It's an app on your phone. You have your credit card listed in there. You scan everything yourself, and then you show your receipt when you leave, and you're done. Yep. It makes perfect sense. Does that make sense to you, John? Uh, 100%. I love that. I love that. I love the self-checkout. I rarely engage with a, with a checkout person anymore. But not this isn't just self-checkout. This is the fact that you don't even really go to the checkout. Yeah. I see people doing that. And I haven't you know, ascended to that level of tech, techiness yet. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Anything that ex- makes your ex- shopping experience quicker, 
or out the door, that makes 100% sense to me until you get stuck. Here's the problem. It makes sense. I'm a recent convert. I'll be honest with you. Scan as you go. So if, if I, we would have done this bit a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, no, it does not make sense. But now? But I, I did it the other day. Where'd you and, do it? Uh, at Giant Eagle. And do you know what I did? Hmm. As I, you know, I brought my own bags, of yeah. course. As I purchased each thing, oh, oh. I bagged it. Mm-hmm. So there's no putting it in your cart, just walk getting out. it out, getting it out of the cart, putting it on the thing, then putting it in a bag, what then about putting theft? it back in your cart. What about theft? I don't know how they're working that up, but I didn't steal. I was oh. very good about it. But everything was bagged. I like it. That makes perfect sense to what me. What do you think about that? I love it. hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to get the app. I haven't done the app. All right. So we agree on that. We do. We do agree. I do, I do think it makes sense. Here, The reason that I'm not full bore is because I don't want people to disappear in grocery stores. Of course. Right, right. I don't so maybe my actions are going to hurt that. No, so no. I still have time to think about okay, it. Okay, I'm, I'm glad because I'm, I'm also today in the grocery store. Are you? Now, as you know, I'm not really a cook, but I like to shop, especially sure. my wife and I were, you know. Does this make sense? The plastic lemon. Oh, yeah, the plastic. What is the deal with the plastic? Okay, we're shopping. There's like, you know, there's a bag of lemons. Okay, yeah, sure. That grew on a tree somewhere. Right. And then next to it is a plastic lemon that has some lemon juice, perhaps, inside. Is that legit? Is that really lemon juice? And why is it like a shape like a lemon? It just seems, I mean, it looks kind of fun. Hey, that's fun. There's a little plastic lemon. But is that really necessary? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't Ken. make any sense, oh, John. Oh, really? You agree to There's too? a lemon. Why do you need the plastic lemon? Maybe the shelf life is longer, like it, like a bottle of lemon because juice. Because it's not really lemon juice in there. It's I don't know what it is. It's concoction. It's, ma- it's some kind of deep magic. Chemical lemon. I don't want that. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. 101.5 WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. Two objects cannot exist at the same time in the same space. Except the psalmist is talking about a spiritual level. If you're expecting God to lead you, then recognize that evil and God do not coexist on his path of leading. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply just don't like how it works, well, right now... During open enrollment is a perfect time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the industry. That's double. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for 30 years. It's shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. And here's why now is the perfect time to make the switch. If you join MediShare Complete by January 1st, they will waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off your first year. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month for all of next year. But again, it's a limited time offer. So yeah, you're not stuck. You've got a great option. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. You've all helped build MyPillow and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bedsheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. 
The bed sheets are marked down to as low as $29.98. And believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. Did it. Better. Trevor Noah recently uh, announced his departure from The Daily Show. Apparently, there it, that might have even been a surprise to his management. Really, I don't know about that. Yeah, I've n- I've seen clips of Trevor Noah. Never I've, seen. The I've show. never seen the show either, but I've seen clips. Yeah, he's a brilliant human being. He's very funny and very funny, mm-hmm. but just absolutely brilliant, fascinating background, shocking family mm-hmm. story. To find his way into network television. Oh, just, How'd un- that happen? Just unbelievable. Uh, James Corden also leaving The Late Late Show next mm, year. A little bad press there at a restaurant. Right. right. I watched. Did you watch his apology that he no, made about no, that? I, don't care. I did. I don't care. Yeah, okay, I did. Um, but don't be a jerk in a restaurant. About the, right about those two issues, uh, Tressie McMillan Cottom wrote an opinion piece in <laughs> Cottom wrote an opinion piece in today's Tressie New York Times McMillan. that. Uh, I thought was worth conversation. Uh, you can read the rest of it at the on the Times website. Um, but she talks about the fact that uh, audiences, though they have been flocking to late night for decades, are flocking less to late night. Oh, I'm sure. Now. Um, I, I so mean, It used to be, of course, everybody knows you're a certain age, Johnny Carson. 1130, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people tuned in every night. Now, I wonder what those numbers are. Well, the numbers are still good, but not nearly as good as they have been. There's still a lot of advertising in it, but it's it's shrinking, right? Like everything. And so people are kind of looking at it as in, well, this is not going to last forever. You know, this is kind of a thing that's on its way out. Right. Now, I mean, uh, network television's on its way out. Clearly, you know, there was uh, there was a news story several months ago that NBC was considering the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah. Giving the 10 to 11 slot back to local markets Mm -hmm. um, so that they would stop producing their SVUs or CSIs or whatever. those. I don't watch anything. I don't either. I don't either. I don't know what that is. I don't either. But you watch network television shows. I watch Abbott Elementary. Right. When it shows up on, on Hulu. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was another show I saw that was coming up on Fox that I thought looked good. I was, I, It came on. It was advertised during the uh, football game. I mean, there was weekend. a time. Was there a time in your life when you would go, oh, well, like, you know. It's Monday night. Must-see TV. 24. Right. And on. you would know what was on. Exactly. Of the day of the week. Exactly. At 8 o'clock. And yes. I'm watching uh, Seinfeld and da-da-da. Yeah. I oh, l- mad about you. Da-da-da. I love that. Hill Street Blues. Right. Everybody had their own little sort of. 
and menu in their we head. Were, and we were all watching, not all of us, but many of us were watching the same thing. So you'd have affinity with people who watched Lost. Yeah. Or people who watched Friends, yeah. or you know whatever your. Or, I mean, I remember thing like was. the Seinfeld conversation. Every every was it Thursday night was on, so you go into work and people go, da, 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 you know, oh, you know, the Junior Mint, right? Yeah. And now it's hard to find a common show with people, you know, a right. show in common. What is there a common right? show? Right, everything's different. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the death of late night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Cottom in today's uh, New York Times writes mm. that she thinks that the, the death of uh, late night is an economic problem for sure. But she thinks that the underlying issue is cultural, that Americans don't want to share a living room with one another. We prefer to live and be entertained in ideological encampments. Mm. She goes on to say that she doesn't think that race and class polarize us nearly as much as they used to. But what does polarize us the dirty word of politics. Hmm. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I saw a clip recently of the aforementioned Johnny Carson <clears throat> and the two guests that were sitting on the couch was um, Carol O'Connor, Archie Bunker, Archie Bunker, and Red Fox. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, you know, you look at culturally two diametrically opposed people. Right. Of course, you know, of course, in the, certainly in the role of Carol O'Connor and Archie Bunker playing a character, but America rallied around that character and, you know, especially that generation, that's my guy, as inappropriate uh, as he was. Also groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. But you would never see that today. You would never, you're People right. sitting on a couch together sharing ideologically diverse viewpoints. You would never see that. You would ne- I mean, So we've lost that. You know, we're not sharing the same living room, let alone the same couch. And I think this is an accurate point when she says we don't just want personalized content, though that's good. So I have my my personalized, sure. you know, Netflix feed or Hulu or <clears throat> Prime or whatever. It's going to be different than yours. Okay, so that's good enough. But she said even more than that, we want personalized content that affirms and doesn't challenge our political identity. Reinforces. Has to reinforce. Yeah. That's what we really want. More than anything. That's what's comforting to us. We're lesser because of it. Right. And then she goes on to say that liberals have dominated late night for a long time. Forever. Conservatives dominate talk radio. Mm -hmm. And also conservatives dominate uh, podcasting in many ways. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. The Joe Rogan? The Ben Shapiro, I mean, they're the kings of... Uh, see, I think that that's a person... Like, the, the idea of podcasting is kind of like democratic. You go it where you want to go. It is democratic. It is. But I'm just, as, far as, as far as numbers of people, the numbers of streams, right. those two dominate. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what about you got, that Greg Gutfeld oh, guy? I heard. I saw some headline that he was number one. Oh, is it that is, right? Is that just on cable or you, oh, so online? Or? He, does he have a podcast, Gary, or does he just do know. TV? I don't know. I don't know either. Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro are basically just podcasting, but they have like a video element, kind of similar to what we do. Sure, sure, sure. Right. But Greg Gutfeld, who I've seen on Fox News, actually, I know at one point had a TV show. Yeah. So, but, you know, Fox kills everybody. Like a talk show, you mean? Like Greg Gutfeld, like like people on the couch? Like an opinion show. Okay. It's like an opinion show. But Fox dominates the ratings yeah. as far as late night cable news. There's, you know, it's not even close. So it's interesting that, you know, because they do, that they haven't parlayed that into a Johnny Carson-ish okay, well, so that's, late night show. So that's part of the question. So what, 
what is it that works and what is it that doesn't work? So the the liberal politics, which uh, she says, scholars who study political communication often s- label it this way, that liberals are ironic smart alex. Conservatives are outraged moralists. <laughs> now, she says some of us are a bit of both, but most of us have a psychological need to be one or over the other. So who are the architects? The left are the outraged loyal. Uh, oh, more, yeah, okay, so that's moralists. what I think, too. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So she, in reading this article, I would think that she falls more onto the left end of the spectrum. Well, she works for the New York Times. Because she works for the New York Times. But I thought it was interesting that she labeled Republicans as outraged moralists, where I would look at it, and I would say the Democrats are outraged moralists now. At least the far left. Would that be, you know, from the old school, like a George Carlin? So she says that on one side of the comedy spectrum, you'd have George. Yeah, George Carlin. And the other side of the spectrum, you'd have the... You know you're a redneck if. Oh, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. Right. So that's how she kind of the broke it apart. ideological debate. Okay. Yeah. The interesting is that, you know, George Carlin's been dead for probably two decades, right? But he is still held up as sort of the sanity of the moment. If George Carlin was alive today, he would comment about this. Okay. So he would be like the truth teller. Right. Yeah. Right. And is Jeff Foxworthy the redneck yeah, truth teller? <laughs> He would be canceled. <laughs> he would be canceled. Yeah, right, that's right, good. He, would, he be. would be canceled. Right. Okay. So is that Bill Maher? Okay. I think Bill Maher's a truth teller. Yeah, I'd say so as well. I mean, but, he makes uh, everybody mad. But look but, at that. I mean, he was a, a very famous, hard-leaning left liberal. Super liberal. Now you hear Bill Maher and you go, that guy's telling the truth. Yeah. Right? Right. So okay. what happened? Okay. So, but when you said that, there was this glimpse of the fact that you, as a person, are willing to see a truth teller outside of that idea. The confines of ideology. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even if you've labeled Bill Maher lib in the past, and maybe you're not a lib, he comes around and says something and you're like, oh, wait, no, I still I, I still hear that and see that as truth. And it doesn't have to be in your little tiny sphere right. that you've decided is going to enter your living room. But it goes back to my truth versus okay, your I truth. Okay, I hate that. Right, of course. I hate so, yeah, that. That's what I'm I saying. despise oh, that. Oh, that's my truth. I despise that. But you hear that all the time. Right, I know, but I... But that's where we've gone wrong, and that's how we get the living room concept she's talking about, is it has to be my truth. Right. Whereas if well, we would just look at it as the truth. Is there the truth? Yes, of course there's the truth. The truth. About something that happened. There is the truth yes, about what happened. Yeah. But when you're talking about opinions, then. Well, no. I mean, is there the truth about, you could say, the election? People go, oh, well. You know, well, there is the truth. Right? Yeah. People some... have the election deniers and people go, well, no, the election actually is verified and certified as truth. But they're far apart from each other. So my truth as an election denier, as opposed to yeah, certifying yeah, yeah. There the election. There is a truth. We just don't know it. Yes, that's what it is. Right. There is a For there are, sure. There is a truth. What is the truth? There is a truth. Well, my guy will tell you the truth late night on television. Right. Okay. But if you can acknowledge the fact that that's some guy's opinion on the truth, then you're one step closer to sanity, I right. think. The problem is it's not presented as opinion. It's presented as truth. Information and, bias. Yeah. And that's why the late night thing has become despised by a lot of conservatives. Because there's no humor in that. Is there? There's very few funny people on late night television anymore. It's always, you know, super snarky or super despairing. Okay, you look at what's his name? Who's the guy with the glasses? He does late night. He's the Catholic Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. Okay. So I 
think incredibly highly of him in a very narrow sphere. I've never seen his show. I don't listen to his political diatribe, but I really, I think his personal story is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And his Lord of the Rings depth of knowledge is off of the chain. He is a theologian on the air. He's incredible. Okay. But you know. politics. You can't stand to listen to his No, politics. I can't. When Colbert was like the character Colbert, that was really entertaining. That was really interesting to me. Now it's like, you know, sort of gloves off the regular guy. I kind of go, meh, please don't preach to me. I don't... It used to be the end of the day was for rest and relaxation, a laugh or two, and then you go to bed. Now you feel like you're being assaulted. I don't want to do that. So even if it was somebody who agreed with you all the time? I'm still not interested, to okay. be honest. It's too much to bear. All right. Gare, what do you got? That sounds like your show. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is we're trying. We're trying, and it's very difficult at times, isn't it? It is. Because everyone's got an opinion. Everyone is in the know, and it's a big mess out there. Coming up next, Julia Roberts. When she was born, someone amazing paid for her birth. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising healthcare costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 trish heard one of our radio ads recently and gave us a yell ryan she said i keep hearing that mortgage interest rates are annoyingly up but i'll keep it real i'm struggling with bills i haven't taken a vacation in years and my back patio looks like godzilla visited and then i keep hearing how much home values have gone up Would it be wrong to pull that new cash out of my home to use for this stuff? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, rates are annoyingly up. And so for some, it could be wrong to do a cash-out refinance. But for others, the recent home value rush is still a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Trish eliminated her credit card debt, turned the backyard into an oasis, and kept some money back for a vacation and rainy days. And her plan is, when these annoying rates settle back down, She'll refinance then to lower the rate. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Your love isn't confined to an Advent calendar. It doesn't stop when the Christmas lights come down. When you donate to the Salvation Army's Red Kennel Campaign, your love lasts all year long. It puts a present under someone's tree today and a roof over someone's head tomorrow. It brightens Christmas mornings and the hardest nights for hardworking families. Together, we love beyond Christmas. 
Support local families with a donation today at SalvationArmyWPA.org slash lovebeyond. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Okay, so we made reference to this a little earlier in the conversation. It's a wild story. It's a crazy and how do we not story. know this? I guess you did know it, but it was... I never knew it until today. But it's been out there. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so tell the story. Okay. When Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King uh, had young children. Very young. They wanted to send them to like a little theater camp. You Which know, is like real a, common. A summer thing. Yeah. Like, you know, go, you know, do a play or something. But because they were kids of color, they were not able to do that uh, because the drama camps were like white kids only. So they were, of course, disappointed. But they ended up, mom and dad, finding, I think it was mom, actually, who found this couple. They were white, husband and wife, who ran this like little drama camp in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Credit Scott King said, hey, can our kids come there? And they were like, yeah, of course you kids. It's theater. It's theater. So... uh, they went there, had a great time, apparently. Became part of the theater Became community part of the theater in community. this little family in, theater camp. Right. And MLK Jr. and Coretta Scott King, as mom and dad, as you can imagine, were just so grateful because anybody who welcomes your kids, is this not true? Anybody who welcomes and loves your kids, you love. You saw it last night on Halloween when you were like, hey, you guys. And the parents, like, everybody perked up. Exactly. Right? You love my kids. You love me. I'm with you. Exactly. So not too long after that, uh, this white couple who were running the drama camp became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to have their baby, they had a baby girl and named her Julia, but they could not afford the hospital bill. Because they were theater people. Exactly. (laughs) Because John, do theater people make a lot of money? No. Okay. No. All right. Anyway, uh, so Coretta Scott King and MLK Jr. stepped in. Heard about this. In Thanksgiving, paid their hospital bill. For the birth of the baby. And so that was 55 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that person. Is Julia Roberts. I mean, she talked about this. What, was it yesterday? It was. So it's I saw like, it on Twitter last night. Yeah. It was kind of revealed that, you know, but she had told this story before, I think years ago. But of course, you know, today being today and how things travel. Right. It was on all over the Internet. But what are the odds? I and mean, of course, that, that, it's a small world. That there would be people of such prominence. Yes. Who would whose whose lives would intersect like that? Holy smokes! I mean, it's a great story, and it's one of those things. And I'm sure, from Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King, it was just one of the things that they did in their life. I'm telling you, when someone is nice to your kids, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a pastor. Right. Whoever it is, you love that person. And they weren't looking for a pat on the back or a thumbs up or a, hey, look at you. They were just helping somebody out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, can you imagine Julia Roberts being like 12 years old and her dad saying, oh, by the way, when you were born, <laughs> the people who helped you out financially to and bring you into the world. you know what? I don't, so how old is Julia Roberts? 55. Okay. So it was very shortly thereafter that MLK was assassinated. Mm-hmm. It yeah. must have been within a year. Yeah. 
I mean, that's an amazing thing. Wow, so, that's a really great story. God bless people yeah. who go out of their way yep. to be generous and kind to those who cannot be. Yep. Just fabulous. I told a story at the beginning in our top four at four um, about a family that had uh, emigrated from Ukraine because of the war. They ended up in Bulgaria. They had to leave everything. They had to leave their business, their home, absolutely everything. They left at their pets. They left with their three kids. They had to live in Romania for a while. Or was it Bulgaria? I don't remember which. Anyway, they ended up uh, landing in the U.S. The story and the amount of love and care that this community in California came around them with was just so beautiful and so inspiring. They met these refugees at the airport with signs that said, Welcome to America, and then took them to their house that they were renting or their apartment or whatever that was filled with everything they needed, their beds, their pots and pans, everything. And not expecting anything, just because they wanted to love on someone. Just because they wanted to be kind to somebody. That's goodness in the world. Really, really good. That's the amplification of God in all of us. Have yourself a great night. Thanks for stopping by. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. This is Ed Morris here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.